and welcome to Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. I'm Dee, one of the managing editors at Anifem. Uh, you can find a lot of my writings on my blog, The Jose Next Door. Not all of them, because I've been bad at updating. Um, and you can also hang out with me on Twitter, at Jose Next Door, that I do update more regularly than my blog at this point. Uh, and today I am joined by fellow Anifem staffers, Mercedes and Peter. Hi, my name's Mercedes, and... Oh god, I totally forgot how to introduce myself, but that's all right because <laughs> oh, no, it's been too long. <laughs> it's, it's Sunday, whatever. Um, I am a localization, a Japanese to English localization editor, as well as a staff editor at Anifem, and I also write online about anime a lot for Anime News Network. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, where I'm probably talking about my new keyboard I got. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, how about you? Are you also excited about your keyboard today? Uh, I got. Oh, I first got a gamer keyboard a long time ago, so uh, I'm just happy that what do we got? One new member of the fold. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. One of us. Welcome one of us. Keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so I'm Peter Phobian. I'm associate uh, manager of social video at Crunchyroll, uh, editor at Anime Feminist, and my Twitter is at Peter Phobian. And today we are doing the season retrospective of the packed spring 2021 season. Uh, as per usual, we will start from the bottom of our premiere digest list and work our way up. There are a lot of shows, so without much preamble, um, we're just going to dive straight into these bad boys. And hopefully we'll have a little bit of time for sequels at the end, but we'll see how it goes. Um, okay, so under our red flags category, y'all are both watching Don't Toy With Me, uh, Miss Nagatoro. So how did that shake out? Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think we're going to have two very different opinions. So I'll let Peter go first. I'll see where he goes. Uh, wow. Do I have an opinion about Nagatoro? Uh, I don't think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, it, like transitioned kind of from her picking on him to uh this like i don't want to call it antagonistic relationship uh her friends sort of started hanging out and they'd want to they realized that it bugged nagatoro when they like would i don't know do stuff with him without her or like kind of getting compromising situations with him so it kind of became her friends picking on her a little bit maybe picking on teasing her is a better word uh so in that way i thought it kind of it leveled out but then in the end, it introduces the art club president, who I guess her character is that she is a very respected young artist who draws exclusively self-nudes. It's uh, a lot. <laughs> okay. And that, and that transitions into the final arc where they're trying to help him beat her in an art competition. Otherwise, she'll uh, close down the club by uh, drawing a bunch of cosplay pictures of Nagatoro. Yeah, it, uh, it really threw a, a, what do you call that, a curveball there at the end. But... Uh, I do think that uh, the concerns about it being like exclusively kind of like bullying porn were somewhat overstated. Yeah, that's it. That's your that's your <laughs> that's your glowing endorsement of Miss Nagatoro. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's an anime that I would know anybody. I don't know what type of person I would, what you recommend Nagatoro to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort that's of a, a good point. Explore that, but uh, yeah, I I didn't mind it as much as I thought I would. That that works. Um, <laughs> Mercedes, how about you? I really liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as the person who went in hard and was like, oh, I hate this. I really liked it. Mm. I really liked it. And I don't know what that says about me. Maybe that spring 2021 just had nothing else capturing my attention, which is a lie. 
but I I like that she actually grew out of just being a bully and that they kind of actually had a good relationship. Um, I saw this described somewhere as horny shame chicken. And honestly, (laughs) that is kind of what the show is. Because, like, once it gets past her, like, low-key sexually assaulting him for for humor, which is not funny. Um, That's not funny at all then like it it grows the plot a little and I actually like ended and I was like you know what there was a season two I think I would watch it (laughs) and that's not what I was expecting to end my time with the show thinking but I was like I kind of dig it yeah she she grew a lot from initially just collecting his tears yeah oh my god I forgot that she collected (laughs) his tears on like a handkerchief (laughs) (laughs) yeah I will say I I do think a lot it did know how to be funny. Like a lot of her yeah. anime references are really good. And I do think it, it did equalize a bit with uh, Senpai noticing that like, if he could get up the gumption to like uh, get a bit romantic with her or start asking her about relationship stuff, or maybe imply that he would try to kiss her or something. Uh, her, this facade of being an untouchable bully fell away pretty quick and she'd get hella nervous. So there was some equity there. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it did. It did get good. Like yeah. I will say perhaps the weirdest part of this was the art club president doing exclusively self nudes, yeah. which I was like, you know what? I didn't need that in 2021. I couldn't yeah. have predicted that. I was like, was that in the manga? But oh, and yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it was just, I was just like, wow, it didn't, not what I expected, but like, yeah, Nagatoro, mm-hmm. it's kind of good. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, the characters grew, and uh, it sounds like maybe the manga artist realized a little bit in that the story needed a little more legs under it. Um, so it it went some some better directions as it went forward. Not one I will be checking out, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I guess we can move on. Peter, did you want to say anything about Tokyo Revengers? You're the only one watching that one. Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's a very interesting time travel story. I probably said that the first time, so I don't know if anything's really changed. Mm-hmm. Is it continuing into the summer? Uh, yes, it's a. It looks like it's going to be a two core. Okay. Okay. So. Cool. Well, then we can we can stop back in at the end of uh, summer, um, which will is looking to be a lighter season, and maybe we'll have more time for sequels in the podcasts, and uh, you can uh, keep us posted on if it does anything new or especially noteworthy. But it sounds like if you liked it at early on uh it's staying the course so that's yeah cool. it's really in the trenches so I, I do feel like i have a hard time describing it without any sort of resolution so that's yeah I'll check no that makes sense yeah. yeah okay no worries we can we can jump right to the next one which all three of us uh it looks like finished uh that was those snow white notes the mm. uh shamisen show <clears throat> any I, any opening thoughts on that one i have ending thoughts Oh, yeah. I so yeah. badly wanted to rec. I was all geared up to recommend this one in our like season recs, and the ending was such a downer. And like, not even like a we found a good stopping point and we may never make any more anime, but like, it, you know, it'll feel okay just watching this. Like, the ending is like a bummer note and nothing is really resolved. And I have no, I don't think we're getting a season two at this point. So, um, 
that kind of soured me a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. The ending reminded me in a weird way. Follow me, play with me in this space. Okay. It reminded me of the ending of Talentless Nana in which sure. everyone is sad and yes. there's no resolution. And you're yes. like, oh, I guess we'll just never get more of this, huh? Not quite as bad of, as a, of a cliffhanger as Talentless, Talentless Nana. Uh, didn't punch me quite as hard in the stomach. But uh, yeah. no, I totally, I totally get what you mean in terms of like that lack of resolution and that feeling of like, okay, how do I recommend this to people knowing that it is not only unfinished, but unlike some other shows that we'll get to later on the list, doesn't even like end at a good stopping point. So, which is really unfortunate. It just ends with a boy who's just shattered. <laughs> I know. And, and the so, thing is, it's, it's a like, really, I think it's a really good series. Like I was yeah. really impressed with this one. Um, yeah, I'm I, just sad with the way it ended. I binged it over three days and because I, I oh, came wow. to it very late in the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I missed out on the Koto anime. I have to watch the Shamisen anime. I play Shamisen. I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful. And then his mother just like breaks his trophy and you're like, that's a lot. Yeah, his mom went from like flawed, not very good mother who's kind of trying in a weird sideways direction to just being like straight up terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she, episode. yeah, yeah. She, she was like lovingly neglectful, almost in like a black humor way, and then yeah. she just went straight up like abusive. And she was pushing him in ways that I disagreed with, but that were sort of sympathetic to like she missed her dad and wanted his music to continue, and she wanted her son to live up to his potential, and like she wasn't doing it in the right way, but it still felt like it was her like trying to interact with family members and then the finale was like oh i don't care what your reasons are now you're the worst Um, when when he cries in that mm -hmm. finale when he breaks down and it's Mm -hmm. just all the sound drops out except for him sobbing Mm -hmm. i was like i don't know if i can finish this episode and then i looked and i was like oh god there's still so much of this episode left (laughs) i thought for sure there'd be another one i was like oh this one must be 13 nope (laughs) it was not good show hard to recommend <laughs> yeah i mean i i would love us to get the manga but even then like i feel like without the shamisen performances it would lose a large part of what made it so good is that the it was a really terrific adaptation so i'm just gonna keep praying for a season two because yeah. i really want to see where this goes um i was really impressed with the adaptation with the performances i really liked the characters the whole cast um i mean i don't have i, I thought it handled its female characters pretty well i mean the mom sucks but she's supposed to um yeah and like I, I enjoyed his his classmates. Um, I liked that one of his uh, club members was like casually gay, and nobody made a big deal about it. And I thought that was nice. So overall, it was pretty good. Peter, what are your thoughts? I know you said you had ending thoughts. Anything? Anything else? You you two summarized it pretty well. But yeah, I, I feel like it was one of those endings that just tries to put you to so such a low point. You have to buy the manga to yeah. get some sort of closure and, and make yourself feel better, which is it feels kind of manipulative almost a little bit yeah and uh yeah. i i liked uh umeko to start off but yeah she really kind of she was yeah like kind of misguided and very fabulous uh which mm-hmm. i thought was a good combination but yeah. then it, it turns out yeah i guess the end it's just revealed like none of it was for him and it's actually all about her and she actually sucks so yeah. uh, that, i mean that would have been great if it wasn't just part of this like sadness death spiral in the second half of the last episode mm-hmm I, I'm also on the same, like, kind of 
places you are thinking about a potential manga when the music was so good in the anime. I, I can't imagine the story without like the Yoshida brothers playing Sammy <laughs> Right. Sony. I was yes. I was gonna yeah. say like how are they gonna put the Yoshida brothers in a manga? They can't. <laughs> we'll just have to you'll just have to get like a Spotify playlist going and just be ready to throw on some music while you're reading it. I yeah. mean that is a solution. That's the optimal way to read the manga if it ever if it ever gets an English release. Or if you can yeah. read Japanese no, it, and get it, the Japanese it, ha- it has an English release, y'all. Does it? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. digital. It's it's Kodansha has been cranking them out. Like it has a digital release available right no, now. You're correct. I had no freaking clue. Uh yeah, you can get like up through volume eight. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna put that on my list. Yeah, like um, Kodansha started cranking them out like right at right in mm-hmm. March. So yeah, you can get them. Oh, that makes me happy. Okay, well, that's good to know and something to uh, keep in mind uh, if you did end up watching it and are into it. Uh, Kodansha is releasing it in English, which I had no idea. Thank you, Mercedes, <laughs> for, for this illuminating news. Uh, do we want to move on? I do want to just end by saying I would recommend the series. To, like, just after Setsu's last performance, you can just kind of shut it off because like, nothing, nothing really happens after that that leads to anything. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the series is definitely worth it. It's really, it's really a a, a terrific like music club show I think it does really good stuff with the characters it kind of gives me Chihaya Furu vibes which I worry is is me overhyping it a little bit but mm-hmm. um, that was again I, I wanted to spend more time with these kids and like watch them grow and progress in their music careers and so um, maybe I'll have to do that in uh, written form okay uh, our next one is Pretty Boy Detective Club which I guess you both watched to completion so yeah. how was that I, I honestly actually got really bored with most of it. I, I don't know. At some point I was like, I'm not even sure I'm watching this anymore, except that like, I guess Shaft made it and that's why I'm watching it. I thought the the two middle mysteries just kind of had nothing going for them. And they, it, he really leaned into that lolly joke as well from the beginning <sighs> of the series. Yeah, they, they say lolly like, it feels like a triple digits number of times over the course of that series. It becomes like the thing they make fun of that character by, they just call him a lollycon. You meet the girl that uh, he's engaged to, who I actually I liked her a lot. <laughs> I reached the last story arc, which I thought was somewhat interesting, and I actually kind of... It, it didn't really have a resolution, but the last episode had, like, this really good sequence where... Uh, what's the main character's name? Uh, uh, my, uh, is it my, uh, not my, Mayumi? It's been, it's been so long. Is uh, it Mayumi? Anyway, she's getting menaced, and, uh, like, the whole sequence made me think, like, what if Shaft made JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Would it be better? Uh, it was really good when the guy's like talking over her shoulder. That was like some some crazy visual stuff they were doing. Yeah. It was really scary. Um, so I'm I guess I'm glad I watched the series just to get that three minute sequence in the final episode. Yeah. I I kind of feel like Pretty Boy Detective Club is a bit like a donut with gold leaf and like every fancy edible thing you can put on it. Like it's sure. a donut. It's a donut, so donuts are good. But did it really need gold leaf? Did it need like gilt and stuff, you know, decorating it? It's it's a very opulent show, but I have to agree, like the first case, really good. The second one, mm, the third one, I was like, what are we doing, y'all? I'm so confused. Like who knows the fourth yeah, the painting one, one was like why why is this happening what's the, yeah. what's the purpose of this investigation even the 
fourth one I almost wish had been done a little bit more because I was like, okay, this could have been like actually interesting, but then it kind of just putters off. And and then the last case is really interesting because it has all these beautiful sequences and like it's it's really good. And there's like there's a monologue about like friendship. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm here for this. And it's it's really flowery, but like it's also Nishio Ishin's weakness that everything I assume Nishio Ishin is male. I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything he writes hits this point where, like, it's really opulent and flowery, but it's ultimately not really memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, and I say that as a huge fan of, like, Kizumonogatari, like, but a lot of his stuff has these kind of ups and downs. And this show, when it's good, it's good. When it's not, you're just like, well, at least it's pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the last part had a villain too which i liked i like i like when there's villains i like what it has to say kind of about gender in roundabout ways like i think that's really neat yeah i I, actually let's let's pause real quick on that um and we probably shouldn't spend too much time on this because we do have a lot more to go through Mm. but um so i caught the first three episodes and so i got a sense of the protagonist's sort of gender fluidity um they started dressing as a as a boy um, did that go anywhere in particular? Like, was it explored at all? Or was it just kind of an element of the story? I mean, I mean Mayumi, I feel like her name, and I'm going to say her because she does refer to herself as her. Okay. Um, though, like, I mean, she dresses and has, they say she has the heart of a boy, mm-hmm. which I love that it opens up boy as a gender. Mm-hmm. That boy is not locked to your genetics that like if you have the heart of that's great um i mean mayumi dresses and presents male most of the show except for one really bad scene near the end where mayumi is naked and getting a massage and you're like why is this here what was the point Mm -hmm. and like if fan services her and i say like this show really loves one character's legs yes loves it sure did leg, huh and it gets worse and like i'm sure the fbi's got me on a watch list god but it, it gets worse but like they treat mayumi really respectfully and i'm here for it and at the end like they're like yeah mayumi's one of us mayumi's one of the pretty boys and mm-hmm. that's really good that is good that was such that was the yeah i had a hard time with this one early because i was like look at this great thing it's doing on top of all yeah. this other stuff i don't like and so. now was was that necessarily nishio ishii's intent i don't know this is the yeah. same man that made toothbrushing sexual in one of his <laughs> novels who knows but i also think it's really great that you can lend a reading of gender queerness to this mm-hmm I think that's really good. And if that speaks to someone, great. I'm glad. No, that is good. Um, Okay, that's probably enough on Pretty Boys. Um, Let's move on. Peter, did you need to say anything about Osamake? Uh, I dropped it. Okay, easy enough then. (laughs) Uh, The next one up is Mars Red, which, Peter, did you finish this one to completion too? Or did you drop this one? I couldn't do it, man. All right, that's fine. Um, I really like this one in theory. I finished it. Um, I don't regret having watched it. Um, I think... I would like to keep an eye on the creative team because I think they had some interesting ideas as far as presentation and stuff. And I would like to see what they did with other works. There are some weird pacing issues and ultimately it is not memorable, I would say, Uh, but I do not regret watching it. And I, I, I have a fondness for supernatural stories that take place like that are sort of grounded in history in history and using those fantasy elements to, 
talk about history. So I liked it for that from that perspective. But it didn't treat its female characters very well. Is this the one with vampires? Yeah, this is the one with vampires <laughs> okay. in uh, Taisho, Japan. Oh, why didn't I watch that? Because oh, probably because there were too many shows this season. <laughs> there were a lot of shows this season. Um, and I mean, I would, I would, if it sounds interesting, check it out. It it actually ends on a, it has a decent like stopping point ending. It's 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 based on a manga, so our journey continues oh, kind of. Okay, but okay. Um, but it doesn't end on a cliffhanger or anything. There's a decent stopping point for it. Um, I wish it had done a little more with its female characters. They were mostly like. Victims are love interests, and there wasn't a whole lot more to them than that. But mm-hmm. along the way, I was yeah. It's it's hard to describe without like getting like digging into all the nitty gritty, and I don't I don't think we need to spend that much time on it. Yeah, fair, fair. Don't regret watching it. I would have a hard time recommending it, other than if the description I just gave of vampires in Taisho era Japan makes you go, "Ooh, interesting." Then yeah, check it out. It is it is uh, slightly pretentious in a way that I enjoy personally. And uh, there's a lot of theatrical references throughout um, because some of the characters are thespians. So, yeah, glad I watched it. Um, and I guess that's about, but not one I would be like buying on DVD or anything. So, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, that's Mars Red. Um, oh boy. Hey guys. Oh no, we actually can skip Higahito because it looks like you gave up on it halfway through Mercedes. <laughs> I just got too busy and I could mm-hmm. not shake the paranoia that the adult man was going to do the bad thing. I don't think he did the bad thing. But yeah. I was worried he was going to do the bad thing. My my understanding of the ending is that it's basically a let's wait until you're 18. No one did the bad we'll, thing. And then maybe we'll we'll look into having a relationship. Um, I could be mis- I could be misunderstanding that. I didn't watch it myself. So, folks, I mean, like, if I'm wrong, say so in the comments. Uh, Peter, do you want to say anything about combatants will be dispatched? I have one thing to say. Yeah. Okay. So today on July 18th, the official Konosuba account announced that more anime is in the works. So we shall be excited about that. <laughs> that has nothing to do with combatants, except I think they share an author. Yeah, same author. <laughs> okay. So more Konosuba for people who uh, like the author's style when it's um, done better, I guess, based on what I understand about combatants. That's so, what I was implying, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, nobody watched Cestus because why would you? Um, none of us watched Burning Kabaddi. I gave it a try and I dropped it for the same reasons that Vry mentioned in their three episode, uh, check-in review. So you can just read that if you are interested. Um, next on the list, Mercedes, I'm going to try, you got to try to keep it to a minimum here. Talk to us about, talk to us about Super Cub. (laughs) Okay. It's really good. It's really, really good. Cried my way through almost every episode. Really beautiful depiction of depression for teenage girls a very grounded depiction um Mm -hmm. i know people feel very contentious about the last three episodes especially because there is a scene where like the main character says my super cub is coming to get you as her friend lays in a creek um getting hypothermia i thought it was a i do now know it was different in the novel that like they call the authorities. I think it was a perfectly fine scene. I really liked it. Um, I think everyone should watch Super Cub. I mm-hmm. stand by it's one of the best anime this season, one of the best this year for sure. Um, just really liked it. 
See, I can contain myself. I'm so proud of you. No, that was great. Um, no, I knew you really, really liked this one and were like talking about writing an article about it and stuff. So um, I, I definitely wanted you to talk about it. It's just, I keep looking at the list and getting nervous about how many shows oh, no. we have to talk Same. about. Same. Um, That's okay. I actually, and given that summer's going to be quiet, I think I probably will go back to Super Cub. I watched the first three and felt like I just got a good feel for what it was going to do and was like, okay, I don't need any more. But if it if it expands the cast and does some other things with them, then I might go back to it. It's it's worth spending time with. I think mm-hmm. I actually think this is one of the few slice of life anime that if people aren't into that genre, they should really check out. I think it's really good to recommend to people who don't actually like the genre itself. Mm-hmm. It definitely, based on those first three episodes, um, as far as like being kind of a mood piece, it it hit its notes pretty well. I think so. Um, I wouldn't say, I would say don't binge it because I think it's one that you're supposed to kind of take your time with. Um, exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. Like s- let it marinate. Yeah. But if you're yeah. looking for something to watch over the course of the next season, if you're having a hard time putting stuff on your watch list, um, Super Cub is there for you. Um, okay. Next up is Dinazanon. Peter, you and I both, well, sorry, SSSS Dinazanon. Peter, you and I both watched this one. I feel like we could gripe about it for a bit because we were both a little cold on the ending i'm sorry caitlin's not here to talk it up more um did you have like kind of a a summary summary thoughts on it i think it just was like out of the success of gridman they just wanted to do a lot of different things and decided to do all of them Mm -hmm. and as a result none of them were good (laughs) like it, it felt like every aspect of the story, like the the main two characters i i don't remember it's been too long i forgot everybody's names uh like the whole f- that five thousand years ago backstory, uh, like the nature of kaiju, uh, the interconnected worlds, just like the series didn't have time for any of them, so none of them got developed. And then we got this really kind of shitty ending where all of the kaiju eugenicists just like did a heel turn and decided to be after all, and then get. And the so many spoilers, Peter. So many spoilers. Technically, people are listening to this without having seen the shows. We're not doing a great job with spoilers this episode. It's fine. Peter, we'll just have you bleep out like half of the audio for this one. Okay. Ooh, I get to try bleeping. <laughs> I think like even the, the part where they thought they had won and suddenly everybody's sad uh, because I, I, I like which was, I guess, an admittance that the, the, the world does suck without Kaiju or something and then kill the last Kaiju. I just I'm just flabbergasted at what the show was trying. I, do, I don't know what it was. Trying I, to do. Yeah, I agree. I think it I think it had too many balls in the air and really struggled to weave them together. I think my my biggest issue was I never throughout from start to finish. My biggest issue was I never felt like the giant robot kaiju parts had much of anything to do with the character arcs. Um, I felt like I was watching two different shows and I thought the character story, the character drama was really good and culminates in that like incredibly well done, like episode 10, like dreamscape memory episode where you get a lot of like uh, closure for all the characters, kind of individual stories. I thought that was really well done. And then we got two more episodes because we had to have more robot battles because it is technically a robot battle show. And um, that was when I felt like it really started to kind of crumble on its own ideas because it just didn't seem like it knew what to do with the kaiju and the eugenicists. And maybe this is a setup for the next SSSSSSSSSS season <laughs> that they're going to do. But uh, yeah, I agree. I did not find the last two episodes uh even a little bit satisfactory, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I liked, I liked the 
emotional closure of episode 10. And then it kind of crumbled after that for me too. So yeah, you got to end on Ava. You don't do an Ava and then. Yeah. Well, and again, because they, to me, they never really quite knew how to weave the two elements of the story together, which I think Gridman did a much better job of bringing all of that together, despite its crappy fan servicey flaws, which to this, to Dinazon's credit, didn't have those issues. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think they, they stretched themselves too thin and, and weren't quite sure how to bring it together. So we got some weird about faces at the end and some dangling plot threads and yeah. So agreed, agreed. Um, and I know a lot of other people liked it. So, uh, if you disagree with us, you are welcome to let us know in the comments. Uh, next on the list, which, Ooh, Mercedes, you should check this one out. If you have is some free time, Shadow's scary? House. Is it scary though? No, it's not. It's got, okay. it's a little, no, it's not scary. it can be a little unsettling because it's dealing with like, um, I mean like in sort of a Gothic sort of way. Okay. Okay. Um, Cause that's, that's kind of why I avoided it. Cause I don't like getting scared. And I no, was like, Ooh, this might, I do have a weird fear of dolls. And I was like, Ooh, this might have dolls in it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there are no dolls. No um, dolls. and yeah, I would describe it more as like a, more as like a Gothic story than like okay. a horror um, okay. so I think you'll be, I think you'll be fine. There were no, there are no jump scares. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Peter, what did you think of Shadow's House? Uh, I really liked it. I mm-hmm. think the setting is super interesting. I like the character dynamics and like how it weaves the aesthetic into the story and the mystery and all that. I just like, like once you get like three episodes in, you're just like, oh, there's so much potential for this. There's so many directions it could go. It's like such an interesting world they made. Um, I do, I, I think my, my big disappointment with the series was they spent so much time on that, like, uh, what, what was the test um, thing they did? Like the shooting yeah, the hedge maze. these kids. I can't remember the name of the, t- I can't remember the exact name of the test, but yeah, to, to see if the, if the dolls in their shadows were compatible, basically. Yeah, that lasted so long and I don't know if it really, it, it served to like get the characters closer together so that they could become allies later on, I guess. But, uh, I, it didn't really develop the story at all. So by I think, like, I liked it, but by the end, I really wish it had spent more time kind of building up the world more because there's, like, you you still don't know almost anything about the actual Shadow's house itself. Or, like, I wanted more politicking and stuff and, like, more set building. I'm glad they did the thing down in the town below, Mm -hmm. the the brief scenes, um, even though those were a little expository. But I feel like the real, I guess what I'm saying is the real strength of the story was, like, this really cool setting and like the, the power dynamics and stuff and uh and then we got like six episodes of this this test now i know how people feel when they complain about shonen tournament arcs i guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> i it it didn't bother me i i think that i don't remember how long it went it probably could have been a little shorter but i appreciated it because it gave me time to get to know because that was really when the cast expanded right like we kind of knew there were other people but we hadn't really met them yet mm-hmm. Um, so that to me was a really good way to introduce you to all these major players and give you a feel for like who they were and what their relationships were to each other before we got into, you know, the next stretch where these characters are now more fully embedded in the house as like actual members and can start to uncover these mysteries and figure out what's going on uh, upstairs. So I appreciated it because by the end of it, I really liked the cast. And now I'm not just interested in the mysteries. I like care about what happens to these people. So I thought the labyrinth arc was, was good for that. Um, I, I get the argument that it went on for too long, but I, I thought it built the characters well. Um, and obviously it's also based on an ongoing manga. Um, the last arc is anime original, but I thought they did a pretty good job of like 
giving the characters something exciting to do that made sense for like a season ender without like a ending on a downer note um, or B um, like trying to write a full ending. So um, overall I was really happy with this one. I would happily recommend it. And I really hope we get the manga in in the English uh, sometime soon. That's interesting. I did. I felt like something the the, the last arc was very sudden. It, I I did not know it was anime original. That makes sense to me now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they wanted to. They didn't want to like completely write their own ending, but they wanted to. I th- I think the my understanding is the way the manga goes. It like gets into another longer arc that there was just no way they could they could do justice to in like two three episodes. So they built in this little like mini boss arc, uh, which again I thought worked meshed pretty well with the show um it definitely has a little bit of a different vibe but overall i enjoyed it it gave kate something to do which was cool um so i i hope we get more i really i really liked it i thought they did a good job with it yep uh okay cool shadows house recommended uh seven nights revolution nobody watched saints magic power is omnipotent nobody watched i heard that one became kind of a nice chill out show um once you got into it but i just couldn't i found it very boring and i really i just thought the adaptation was not good it was very flat um in theory i think it could have been fun but oh well uh peter you kept up with uh killing slimes for 300 years i can't remember the whole title i'm just gonna call it that uh any any new thoughts or did it kind of stay the course i think by we kind of established at mid-season it just sort of fall into this like sitcom thingy where it's kind of like her group of girls that live with her i don't really think they added anything new uh in the second half i I do want to say i thought the last episode was kind of bizarre though since azusa gets a wild hair up her ass and decides to open a cafe at the house and it becomes so popular that they're all become overworked and (laughs) and then it turns around to a happy ending somehow from that and i'm like isn't that like the exact opposite of the premise of the show yeah i thought the whole point of the show was that you weren't supposed to overwork yourself yeah so i I mean it was kind of like everybody comes together to make this cafe work but they end up working from like sun up to sundown and i was just like this seems like a lot of labor which is something azusa is allergic to did they keep going in on the uh jokes about the one character who basically like there was i'm trying to remember the gist of it because it was kind of what made me quit one of the side characters was basically in love with the protag but every time she brought it up the protag would be like gross and it was just had a very homophobic vibe to it does that continue or does it drop off do you mean how Kara the elf yes lives and haunts my nightmare yes the boob elf thank you uh, yeah. um yeah i think her her role kind of i it became less about her being uh, a lesbian and more about her just being a disaster like she's just Fair. super dumb and mm-hmm. always gets them into trouble so they the pulled back on that a little bit at least that's that's good um i'm not going back to it but that's good <laughs> yeah she's still a joke character but just because she's like kind of an idiot i guess mm-hmm. okay well good to know uh none of us kept up with dragon goes house hunting or blue reflection ray we all finished backflip uh how did how did everybody enjoy backflip or not enjoy backflip i liked it a lot (laughs) i liked it a lot and i once again i don't know what that says about my taste maybe i just don't have good taste no i i agree with you i had a i had a fine time with backflip it is not i i think i when i was uh, editing the transcription for the mid-season, I think, Mercedes, you were the one who said, the show is not going to be remembered. Um, and I, I, yeah. think, I, I think that's, I think that might, well, but I mean, I get what you mean, though. Like, I don't think it's necessarily, again, it's not one that I'm going to, like, buy the DVD or be like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to go watch Backflip. Um, but if somebody was like, oh, is Backflip good? I'd be like, yeah, you should, if you like sports shows, you should watch it. It's nice. Um, and, and 
I, I should say, I, I thought about, I, I had a similar thought today where I was like, wow, this is really good. It's a shame that nobody is going to remember that show. And I'm glad that past me said that because I also had the thought, you know, ever since 2016, I've been searching for the same chaotic energy that Yuri on Ice brought us. Mm -hmm. And there has not been a show of that caliber where like everyone's just been real into this all male. Well, okay, maybe Haikyuu, but I don't go there. Um, But like, there hasn't been that same energy. And backflip is maybe the first hot take sports anime that kind of gave me like a percent of that like uh-huh. energy sure and i was like i was like oh it's just so nice to see a bunch of friends they're all good friends they love each other they're helping each other it's very good they help their teacher move through his own like problems it's just real good there's lots of food I lived near Sendai, so it gave me some good vibes from that. Um, <laughs> That's cool. I, I do think, I kind of stand by what I said. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be talking about backflip by the end of this year. But I do think if someone asked me, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it would be on, like, a short list of, like, sports shows that are a nice time to watch. Um, for me, yeah. for sure. Um, I even, like, I typically really hate the um the arc where the character risks life and limb with an injury because this high school tournament is just so important to them um and i started to get kind of kind of angry at backflip at the end when it was doing that with uh the main character's yeah uh, sprained wrist Mm -hmm. but i will give backflip credit in that they didn't like idealize it or treat it like well of course you have to go out there and and perform even though it might destroy you it was like they had several conversations about it and at the end the coach was like i still don't know if that was the right call i maybe shouldn't have let you do that um so i appreciated that they they put in the effort to show that it's like not a straightforward thing and that it, it really you know depends on the situation and the person and maybe that wasn't the right choice to make but it was the choice that made sense in that moment um it's 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 definitely one of the more grounded Mm -hmm. sports anime like this this was just a high school in tohoku (laughs) like this was just a bunch of kids who have a real passion for this sport doing it together um and that's really nice because yeah like i i will say i really like the imagery around when they um when his sprain first comes up it it's depicted as like rocks mm-hmm. like in stalagmites and stalactites growing from his wrist and radiating uh-huh. out and i thought that was a really interesting way to depict the pain and then like yeah everyone's like you know this could injure you you could never do gymnastics again like you can do this and it can be all for naught you can do it and maybe something good will come from it or you can do it and like you something good comes from it but you won't be able to participate and i actually do like that it took the more realistic like you could end up like me your teacher where i can't do anything you know i can coach but i can't actually physically do the sport and i was like okay you got me backflip you got me yeah i think it i think it grounded itself better than a lot of of shows do in those arcs so and i guess and we're getting a movie to wrap up the show it sounds like so i I believe that is what i had heard so yeah because it ends with them like i don't know spoilers they make a they make like the inter high or whatever um because it's a sports anime and of course they do um right and uh and that's where that's where the anime ends but i guess we're gonna get a movie for like presumably for the the next 
part of the tournament. Um, oh well, so I we, didn't know we were getting a movie. Yes. Yeah, we're going to see it play out. Um, and I, you know, the animation throughout with the uh, gymnastics, I thought looked really good. Um, Amazing. This is another creative team that I'm like, I want to keep an eye on this group because I thought they did a, a very nice job with the show for Good sure. Job. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the production, it felt like very, every narrative development was very by the numbers. I don't feel like I saw really anything I hadn't seen a million times before, but it, I think it's kind of like a clinic on how, like good direction can really elevate source material because mm-hmm. it, it was so gorgeous. I also think the character writing itself was great because the characters were nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the narrative developments themselves were super basic. <laughs> so, but I was like, wow, this is so by the numbers, but I'm really enjoying it for some reason. Sometimes you don't have to do anything new if you do the old stuff well. <laughs> so yeah. it's all about the execution. Yeah. Uh, gosh, we spent so much time on backflip. Anything else before I move on? It's good. It all, yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Uh, okay, The World Ends With You. Mercedes, would you like to talk about this one? Yeah, I'll, and I'll keep it short. This is an anime that has a real bad start. It is not a good opening arc. It's really bad. And I say that like as someone who really loves this franchise, but also from the perspective of someone watching it. The first three episodes, trash. <laughs> and then and that's around, where I dropped. And then episode four, it just decides to become a really good video game adaptation. I don't know why. It actually really, once it settles in, it becomes a really, really good, like, version of the video game. Mm -hmm. It it, it has to make changes because this is a dozens of hour video game with lots of content and extra story plot. But, like, what it does stick in of the main story is cohesive enough that, like, by the end, I was like, yeah, this is real emotional. And this is really good. And and if you watch this ahead of the game, which releases next week. Oh, gosh, um, that's right. Not not this week. Yeah, on the 27th of July. Um, then, like, you would have enough information to pretty much go into the game. There's some stuff you're going to miss, but I'm sure people who watch this probably picked up the game. Mm-hmm. But it actually becomes really good. Um, and I actually really liked it. And I was really prepared to kind of pan it. Because it had such a weak opening. Mm-hmm. It had such a rushed, really frenetic opening. Yeah, it did. Um, and like it had already lost points because it doesn't use any of the game's music, which is really iconic and is this blend of rap and hip hop and R&B and EDM. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there's rights for why they couldn't. But like what it does with the source material is actually really good. Um, it really executes a lot of plot quite well. And I found myself really liking it in the end. That's good to know. Um, I'm glad it. I'm glad it found its footing after those first three because I, I agree. I thought it had a very rough start. Um, well, maybe maybe that's another one I can go back to at some point. Um, okay, we'll try not to talk about this one for too long. Peter Vivi Fluoride Eyes song. Um, I know we had, uh, I think, different perspectives on this one. Mm-hmm. God, well, what do I say? I don't want to be too much of a downer, but I just like generally thought the show did not have. It was kind of like antithetical to its own themes, which <laughs> how. How do I say that shortly? Uh, it, it's been a while, so I probably have forgotten a lot of minor points. I wrote down a note, though. I remember uh, I read A&N's review of the finale. Is mm-hmm. that the final bit with Vivi Re- returning to her former self. Uh, her going back to square one kind of divorced her from the context of the narratives, which developed her into the individual she was, which dooms her to fail her original mission. Uh, and in that way, the ending is kind of extremely dark, I feel. But also, I just didn't feel like many of the developments were that good in the first place especially the the dude who she meets like three times. I just did not get what that character was supposed to be at all mm-hmm. uh, because he loved his 
his AI piano teacher so much, he became an anti-AI terrorist. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Because um, isn't yeah. isn't the show if Hatsune Miku gained consciousness? Uh, or am I off base with what I think this show is? I mean, it's about an AI idol who, but there's a time trial element and she has to like try to change the, she gets a robot gets sent back to help her try to change the future um, by like going to these, like during these like key chronological points, they try to change the event so that the human robot war doesn't happen um, in like a hundred years um is oh, the overall premise yeah also the the whole thing with like when when they did the big reveal as to why the robots were killing people i like groaned one because it's like so hackneyed uh it's just how the ai always turns against people and the other part was like i guess the ai was saying the problem like i've been tr- trying to help people or humanity evolve or that's my mission right but with ai uh they can no longer evolve because they rely on ai for everything, which one I didn't like because it's kind of assuming like humanity reaching the point where we're able to live uh, like kind of relaxed lives and we've automated everything. Like basically like she just describes utopia, right? And she said, this is bad because I, uh, people aren't hustling anymore or something like, I don't, I don't know. It was like anti-hustle culture. I, I, I really didn't like that. Like it, once humanity gets to the point where we can just like lace about every day and we're living in like there's no pollution and ais are doing everything then that'll that's really awful right that's that's horrible um and also her solution to that was kill humanity rather than just get rid of ai so that people have to start working again well obviously she's not going to get rid of ais peter she is an ai (laughs) well she said my mission is to make sure humanity evolves and i as long as ai are there i can't do that how does that become kill humanity rather than get rid of AI to force humans to continue? To AIs are the AIs are going to be the new humans. <laughs> oh my did, god! Did, did, did she this, even say that? Yeah, she basically did. She was like, "The AIs are going to handle the world from now on. We'll get rid of the humans, and we'll we will effectively be the next stage in human evolution god, because humans created us." Like, it's like if Detroit. Children. If it's like it sounds like if Detroit become human was an anime, and that's a lot to take in. Didn't didn't play it, so I don't know if there are enough similarities there. Um, it, I, we don't have time to go into this. Um, I, we really don't. We could probably spend an episode uh, picking out what VV was trying to do versus what it succeeded at versus what it failed at. Um, I overall liked it because I think the sort of broad scope idea was that there are going to be people and forces who said like from day who had their minds basically made up from day one that there was no way that ai and humans could like coexist and then every single story arc is to some extent about that coexistence and the emotional bonds either between two ai or a human and an ai um to kind of prove those those thoughts wrong on like a very micro level and like how Vivi grows based on her interactions with other people. I think the story was much more interested in those small scale um, relationships and bonds and like how they impact people on an individual rather than on like a a global level. Um, And it also feeds into Vivi's like, growth as an artist as she tries to figure out like, you know, what it means to, to truly sing or to write your own music. Um, and I thought that that was a worthwhile exploration that was well done on a micro level in some of these individual arcs, even if things like the villain, the big bad felt kind of tacked on and like, well, we just, you know, we just needed somebody to decide to destroy the world. So that's what they did kind of thing. 
Um, but I thought on that on that micro level, as far as like Vivi's story and her relationship with Matsumoto, which I found very charming um, and endearing throughout, um, I thought I thought it worked well on those levels. So I thought in terms of its overall goals for Vivi herself, it didn't. It had a nice story. Um, as far as whether it was trying to make any broad claims about artificial intelligence or some sideways metaphor about diversity. I, I don't think it really had any big ideas there. And so I think that if you were trying to look for one, it, it would have failed on that front. Um, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I have a hard time explaining why, but hopefully I outlined it slightly, slightly better just now a little bit. So, so that was Vivi. To your eternity. Peter, how's that going? uh it's great i've i've read the manga so i and i think it's very kind of like uh if you know everything that's going to happen it, i think it kind of like loses a lot of impact like the mm-hmm. first read is the most important or something so yeah. i don't know i i it would be cool if somebody who wasn't familiar with every plot twist was able to talk about it but mm-hmm. i think it's a really great adaptation the animation's gorgeous the soundtrack is amazing so a uh, very quality adaptation of the, the manga which is fantastic Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it's done well by the source material. Maybe one day I will be. Oh, okay. Cool. That's good to know. I may one day be in the headspace to try it. Um, I was not at the start of the season, so um, I haven't. I haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, maybe we'll see. There are sad moments, but I think people really focus on the sad moments rather than like I don't know everything else. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Oh, it's just unending torment, and it's not that. Okay. Well, that that makes me a little more likely to check it out. Um, the next one, there's, there might not be a whole lot of like, like feminist relevant talk about this, but Odd Taxi was kind of a, a dark horse surprise favorite this season, I think. Um, any overall thoughts on that one? Uh, I thought Odd Taxi was the anime of the season, potentially anime of the year. It was great. Wow. Tight story. Uh, I rewatched episode one again, cause I was doing some work on it and like it, the, every single moment for shadow something, there was like not a second of the show wasted. Mm-hmm. It was really good. The plot was uh, really smart and funny. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It was a very tight, tightly narrated, um, complete story. I have slight quibbles with the stinger ending, but um, we don't need to get into that because it would spoil a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, um, and the, I think the journey for this one is is a big deal for it. It's definitely one of those that's more like speaks to the mind instead of the heart. I guess if we want to be kind of cheesy about it. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like the plot twists and trying to figure out what was happening with like the sort of noir style mysteries and how all the different storylines were going to connect. Um, I don't think it's one I'm necessarily going to go back to because once you know how it ends, I, it's not like I necessarily want to go back and hang out with the cast, I guess is how I would put it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, from a like purely like technical level, it's, it's really well done. Like, I don't think there's a lot of, of, uh, complaints you can make about the way the story comes together um i wish the female characters had had a little more to do um i thought uh oh the alpaca lady well shirakawa right shirakawa Mm -hmm. ended up being like kind of awesome and i do appreciate that the show kind of talked about uh like domestic abuse in fairly in pretty sympathetic terms like there's even a scene where one character tries to victim blame her and the other one's like no this is not on this is not her fault um and I thought that was that was really nice. And then she kind of ends up being a, a bit of the hero at the end, which was cool. Um, but overall, it's 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 more a show about guys going out and doing things. So um, from like a feminist relevant perspective, I don't think there's a whole lot we can talk about there. For sure. Um, 
but, but I yeah, am, it was good. I am, I am hearing add odd taxa to my summer. Like, oh yeah, order. I would I would for sure like I think give it a try. Um, okay. The again the noir style mystery storytelling might not click for you. It was a kind of a tough sell for me. I got about halfway through it and was like. Any day now, I'm going to figure out why people like this so much. Okay. Um, I'll, give it, I'll give it a try. I'll but it, 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 it does come together really well. I think in the second half, it um, it fleshes out its cast in some, some ways that make it a little more endearing from like a character perspective. And hmm. yeah, good good narration would, would be excited. Again, another creative team. I'd be excited to see what they, what they come up with next. Um, Dear God, Joron is the next title on this <laughs> no. list. Um, I rage dropped it when the uh, genderqueer character just became like a raging villain. And oh, I was no. I was so here for the stupid plot twists until until it started to get kind of like until Damn. it started to treat its characters crappy was really what it was like it was that and then apparently they they quote unquote killed a character for like sad points basically and i was like this isn't fun anymore this was supposed to be fun nonsense with umbrella crossbows and it just got like melodramatic and kind of crappy to the cast members that i was enjoying watching with like no real through line for their characters so i dropped it around seven peter from your descriptions each week it sounds like it continued to swan dive off that cliff until the very end yeah, yeah. I think I, I read an interview where it seemed like the creator's intentions really were kind of in that like Lady Snowblood type called cinema era. Mm-hmm. So of course, the, I think they their intention always was to kind of turn it around into one of those endings where everything is bad and life is suffering, and that was the message or something like that. Uh, but it really just did kind of in the back half turn into this like rather than fun nonsense, bad nonsense, where awful things were happening, and there was, like, no reason or logic behind it. I still don't know why, uh, was it Suki, uh, mm-hmm. like, even became evil. I did, like, the whole, I just, I, they never explained what the just hell was did. going on with that character. Yeah, yeah. And then just the ending did. is just, like, a big letdown, too. I Like, things happened for no reason, and uh, I can't even call them sad. It just kind of sucks, and it's disappointing. Yeah, Joran was uh, by far the most disappointing show of the season. So for mm-hmm. me, anyway. Um, so I think that's all we have to say about that one. Uh, dear God, D says again, Fairy Ron Maru is next on the <laughs> list. Uh, we all watched this one. Thoughts? Yeah. How do you how do you uh, untangle Fairy Ron Maru in let's say three minutes? <laughs> We're gonna messy. go over. It's just happening. It's messy and queer, and that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but it is messy, and I like mess. And it is—it was canonically queer. Like we, there are smooches. Um, yeah. And and I love yous in the final episode. So folks at home, you've got that to look forward to with Fairy Ramaru. It's not just—it's uh, not just a bunch of subtext. Like it becomes text. So no, on in front of that kiss. <laughs> yeah. True <laughs> <Her> story. <laughs> I will say it did continue to be. I think it might have been Peter who said it was bulge forward. Or maybe it was UD. Someone said it was. Bulge. <laughs> it is bulge forward. This is true. Um, one. I feel like one of you two said it. I've yeah. used the term. I don't know if I. I don't know if I coined it or if I stole it. Um, but yeah. yeah that so. doesn't sound like. I, it, that sounds like you or Bri for yeah. sure. Yeah. Someone <laughs> said it. Yeah, I mean, like That's that. Great. It definitely continues to be that. But you know. Brian and I have been joking about this because I, I binged this one this past week because I heard it ended well. So I was like, yeah, I've got some free time before we record. I'll go ahead and give Fairy Marmu another try. Um, it's it's so much all the time. And I feel like every time I pull at something, it does really well in terms of like 
every episode kind of tackling a different social ill for like young women in Japan. Um, and I mean, you know, can, can connect to worldwide issues as well. Um, it's like on the one hand it does that, but on the other hand it is, um, what am I, where am I even trying to go with the sentence? Um, it, it handles it, it handles it kind of messily. Like there will always be like a, well, it also seems to have, you know, kind of a weird relationship with female sexuality or, um, why are these characters, why do these characters look like high schoolers in their day-to-day lives? You didn't have to do that. They're clearly not high schoolers. They're fairies of like hundreds of years old or something. Um, so why are they high schoolers sometimes? That is arguably the most inexplicable part of Fairy Ron Maru is the choice to make them look like high schoolers when they could have just made them look like gorgeous adult fairy men. And maybe they were trying to appeal to like a teenage audience. So they were trying to pull them in by making the characters younger. I, I do not know. Do um, they not know that gorgeous adult fairy men have appealed to every age range? <laughs> true story. Um, so I don't, yeah. And so stuff like that, or um, I mean, it's very much a kind of a uh what's the word like an escapist fantasy about like wouldn't it be cool if these hot dudes just showed up to solve my problems for me um so it's like i don't know how to talk about this um from a serious analytical perspective um but it occasionally made me feel feelings and i i have to give it a lot of credit for trying to do something different and weird and bold and and Again, very openly queer. So good yeah. on good on you for that, Fairy Ron Maru. Um, you are you are definitely a bit of a problematic fave for people on the team. I think so. Sure. I don't know if I'd pl- plug it as a fave myself, but I'm glad I watched it, and I will continue to try to untangle my thoughts about it in the coming weeks. Probably, <laughs> it's so freaking much. It was so much. Um, yeah, Fairy Ron Maru. Any other thoughts? I think that's no about thoughts. it. Okay, cool. Um, another one that I feel like is complex and untangly, and maybe we should just sit on this one since it's got a season two coming up. Uh, 86. Uh, Mercedes, you did not watch that one, but Peter and I did. Uh, Peter, do you have any like quick thoughts on it? Uh, it was extremely good. People were talking about how well-directed some of the series were this season, and I, I feel like 86 was the best one. It's very well-directed. I have a feeling it's incredibly well written as well in terms of I just found out it took one light novel and stretched it into 12 episodes and it did not feel stretched out like oh, I wow. think I think they did a lot of work with the characters and um, different interactions and like teasing out the scenes to build the cast because um, I when I when I was looking at the book descriptions because I thought I'd maybe try to pick up the light novels I was like I just that was just one that was just one book so uh, I yeah I was really impressed with this one it is it is not an easy watch, folks. Um, it's basically about genocide, um, so it's uh, it's not always easy to watch. It I think it does some really important things in terms of like examining and really calling out uh, privilege and uh, like looking the other way when you're in a position of power and how that can uh, lead to the proliferation of atro- of atrocious acts um I, I i would not call it a perfect work but i think i think it was one of the most ambitious of the season and, and possibly the most oh i hate using the word important but i'm using it again um i think it's i just i it does some really really valuable stuff and i i hope it continues into season two and doesn't fall flat on its face because it's towing this really careful line between talking about like saviorism and allyship and i i want to see what it does with it. It's, that's 
that's really fascinating because I've I've had the light novels since it came out and I just you know because books always take time and I haven't had time I haven't read it but that's really interesting to hear and it makes me want to watch and read this series I would love to hear your feelings on it um, I, yes, I will continue to say calling it a light novel uh, feels silly because there's nothing light about this series <laughs> and I and and I, I find it doubly interesting that like a series about genocide and I'm gonna assume also nationalism mm-hmm. oh yeah is a racism light, is a light <laughs> novel from yeah. Japan a con- maybe we shouldn't get into the topic of Japan's nationalism but I find it interesting that like that was made given how overt it seems like it's talking about the topic that's really fascinating oh yeah I gotta read it for sure. Yeah, I yeah I again I caution people with content warnings. It, it gets pretty heavy and it punches you in the gut regularly. <laughs> um, but I I was really impressed with this one and I kept waiting for it to face plant and it hasn't yet. And there's a season two, so uh, again I would I would by no means call it perfect. Um, I think there are certain elements of it that I probably don't get to be the final say on. So I, I'm not going to try to make large value judgments about it. But yeah, I was really impressed with this one. I'm very excited to see what uh, the second core does um, in the fall. So nice. We'll see. It's going to keep juggling. It's going to keep uh, juggling those flaming chainsaws and hopefully it, it, it continues to not drop them. Uh, any final thoughts, Peter? Like what even happens in the second half? I have no idea where the story could go from here. It seems so final, the end of the season. Yeah, well, it ended on kind of a cliffhanger. So I'm hoping that the cliffhanger, I'm hoping the characters are okay and we can go from there. Yeah, so I agree with you. I don't know where it's going, but we'll see, I guess. Um, but yeah, that, that, one's, I'm, that one I'm pretty high on and was probably my, other than a sequel that we probably won't have time to talk about, um, I would say it was my favorite of the season. Um, yeah, I was big on that one. Um, okay, next one. Mercedes, you and I finished Let's Make a Mug 2. I liked it. How about you? I liked it, but D, what does it say that in the back half, I was like, mm, the live action segments are a little bit more enjoyable than some of these episodes. Oh, see, I didn't actually watch the live action segments. Oh, um, I love, they were, I mean, they were your generic voice actors doing cute stuff in real life, Tajimi City. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really liked it. Um, I don't think anyone's going to remember Let's Make a Mug 2, even though it will always live in my heart. It's getting a season two. So what? There's that. <laughs> yeah, we're getting, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was split core to start or when season two is coming that out. Makes but it's that makes sense because I kid you not, this series is 34 manga volumes long. And I don't know why it's that long. Wow. But I believe it is 34 volumes long, which is too many mugs yeah that's freaking um, my being a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, too sorry. Too mugs. I'm sorry it's just 33 not 34 <laughs> <laughs> but i actually really liked it i will say there was a weird episode that had some magical realism with eels that i was like i don't really know if we needed this mm-hmm. but i i thought it was a really cute girls doing pottery um, the opening slaps. <laughs> it's a nice opening. Yeah, the opening is so good. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was good. It was good. Yeah, I was. I think if it hadn't been fifteen minutes a week, I'm not sure I would have kept up with it. But oh, it being I a short, it. <laughs> yeah, I think being a short time made made the commitment a little easier. That yeah. having been said, I actually quite liked the end. I think it touches on um, 
with Hime, both, I think the stuff with her family is generally really yeah. good. And I kind of wish it was a show about like her and her dad more than her and her club mates. Cause I found them less interesting. Um, I, I liked um, Tolka. I didn't like the other two club mates though. I was just very like, much. Yeah. Like God, makeup, please <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I didn't Stop. mind them. I just didn't find them especially like engaging. Um, yeah. I thought the stuff with, uh, again, Hime and her family, I thought the, her kind of trying to connect to her mom. And then, some of the stuff in the last arc with her, like getting into this art form and realizing she's serious about it and like genuinely wanting to win these awards. I, it felt very real and grounded in a way that I really appreciated in terms of her, like imagining herself winning awards and then going, no, 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 no. You can't let yourself do that. It, it, was, it was really good. And I have to say, like, I like where it ended. I like that she mm-hmm. didn't, I like that she didn't win. I think actually the show would have been really weak if like she won I like that Hime's like, it's just the beginning and it feels mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, I um, appreciated that too. And like, I spoiler alert, I like that her dad breaks her projects. <laughs> <laughs> found that, he min- found that I, immensely funny. I thought I'd forgotten about that, but it was hilarious. Yeah, because she wanted him to sit on it and then he did and he immediately <laughs> shatters it. Right, right in front of the shrine it was of so- his wife, her yeah. mother, it cracks. She's she's looking on with a face palm, I'm sure, somewhere. It's, um, it was yeah, I think if this had been twenty four minute episodes, I probably would have dropped. Mm-hmm. But fifteen minutes makes it really bingeable. Yeah. And, and it's really enjoyable. Yeah, it had a lot of heart and I think it found its footing a little bit more at the end when it when Hime kinda started to figure out what she wanted to do. So yeah. I'm not sure it needed a season two, but I will start it and see how it goes. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think it did either, but 33 volumes can't be wrong right (laughs) a lot to cover cover. yeah Uh, okay last show and then i don't know we'll do a we'll do a lightning round on sequels and we'll go over and uh we'll thank everybody for their patience um farewell my dear kramer uh much has been made of the production issues with this one um i thought it evened out pretty well in the second half and looked if not terrific at least solid um, I liked this one a lot, but it's only half, it's once again, only half a series and I keep waiting for them to announce season two and they haven't yet. So it's hard for me to recommend. I'm more likely to tell you to just read the manga since it's finished and the story's great. The characters are great. I like how messy and imperfect all the girls are because I think so often with shows like this, we just get these like, you know, cute, sweet, nice girls out to play the sports. And I like that they're all kind of disasters. <laughs> um, it, it is, it is refreshing. And yeah, uh, this was a big favorite of mine, despite the production issues. Um, and I would love to read the manga and get the full story someday. How about you, Peter? Uh, to be honest, I dropped it. Uh, oh no! Much further. Than my, I was just kind of crestfallen with the fact that it was so static. Uh, although I did really like the work from the voice actors, so that carried me through a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I really do love. I've, I've, I, I like. I own a lot of the manga now. I bought it digitally and physically now. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I, I. It's one of my favorite sports mangas, actually. I, mm-hmm. I can't believe that your Lion April guy <laughs> did so many good, <laughs> like all these, like great female characters in the sports team. I know, um, right? Yeah, but uh, I I definitely don't want to. You saying that it leveled out in the second half makes me want to check back in on it actually, and I don't want to imply that it, it like me not watching it was in any way a reflection on the show itself um, or the series itself, rather because it was a busy season and uh, it was. was like my quibble was not story or character related, so uh, I might check back in. I I really love this manga. I, I yeah. think all the characters are so funny. It is so funny. 
Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I want to see how their how their club grows. And uh, yeah, it's another one that ends on a little bit of a downer, but they, they bring in a hopeful note at the end. And so hopefully we'll get the whole thing adapted. It feels like they want to adapt the whole thing because they, the they did the prologue as a film. So, and the manga is complete. And it's being released by Kodansha in both digital and physical form. So folks at home, if you try this out and you like the concept, but the uh, production values are kind of killing it for you, you do have other options, um, which I will also be pursuing. So, and hopefully we'll, we'll get more of it and maybe Leiden Films will have their team on track better next time around. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, good story, good characters. Um, again, I, that's another one I feel like we could kind of like dig into this or that element of it to kind of talk about what it's doing with its cast, but I think that's enough to say for now. Maybe someday we'll do a, a full manga podcast on it or something. Um, anything that folks wanted to say about sequels? Zombieland Saga, I think, had a really good second season. Um, they got rid of the thing that sucked about season one, which was the manager being like an abusive piece of crap, and now he's just a goober, and it's kind of great. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's a weird stinger at the very, very end, but otherwise I thought I thought it was a really enjoyable season. I thought they improved on the first one and kept building the cast in really fun ways. So uh, big, big positives on Zombieland for me. Uh, and then Fruits Basket was good. It's over. It ended. The whole thing. I cried like every episode because that's what Fruits Basket does to you. Um, it will never be my favorite shoujo. I know a lot of people like absolutely love it. For me, it's more in the light category. There's certain things about it that have not aged well. Ooh, um, yeah. But Ooh, yeah. overall, I think overall, I think the adaptation, um, especially, I think it hit the big moments well. So I was happy for that, and I know fans of the series really were too. So that's good. Um, I'd like to speak for the spiders. Okay. Oh yeah. Sure. I'd like to speak and tell you. Um, I had a professional obligation to review this show uh -huh. and I think I was too gentle with my ratings <laughs> because I think, and I'm sure someone roasted me on a forum. I don't think the second core was good. It, well, uh, it had multiple episodes. It had multiple episodes without Kumoko in it. So yes, it wasn't very good. See, yeah. I like Kumoko. I like her a lot. No, me too. I love her. I think she's great. I watched the show almost exclusively because the Aoi Yuki is a spider hour yeah. was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, and everything that wasn't that was not. It was, it was bad. And I got to tell y'all the last two episodes when everything went into the CGI, y'all people look smothered and covered in butter. 90% mm -hmm. of the time it was really bad. Yeah. Everyone was glossy. Like they were going to the beach to get a really crisp, <laughs> it was not it it and it it just wasn't good anymore <laughs> it's yeah i think it fell apart at the end i think it took a little too long to try to tie the two stories together so there was a lot of like spinning its wheels in part two um and then we finally hit like the time jump at the end and damn it if they made more i'd watch it because i'm really i'm here for kumoko i really yeah. am it, um it, it but did no get... the second half was a was a mess production wise and pacing wise it did get to a point where I was like, so I'm a viewer, so what? And I was just like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really think I'm enjoying this. But I want to read the light novels, because mm -hmm. those are probably really good. But I just, it just, 
I mean, Kumoko becomes a hot spider girl in the end. That's got to appeal to somebody. Yeah. Very <laughs> I happy liked her. Be- I liked her better when she was a cute when she was a cute little I, spider. I did, with you. I did too, though. Like it didn't. As a Monster Girl fan, it just didn't. I was like, no, I liked her as an actual monster mm-hmm. rather than like a hot monster. So <laughs> yeah, just agreed. Not- well, and they t- well, and they took away her facial expressions, which was half the fun of her. So yeah. that that yeah, that I'd be again if they made a second if if season two came along, I would at least try it out to see like where the story goes and how they how they play Kimoko yeah. and and all and, that. But and I'll I'll also say too, I think what also got me this season was I didn't like the uh, and I know this is from the source. I didn't like the inclusion of a lot of the um, <laughs> weird technology, <laughs> like oh, finding out. Yeah, and finding out that one of the elves definitely was a cyborg. God, that was like, I was like, no, what? I think I blocked that out of my brain because I was like, what? No, no wait, I'm, what? I'm here to remind you that the elf king definitely I, yeah, is a robot. I definitely checked out a little bit during the last half of the second, the second core. So I'm a robot, so what? Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it. Yeah, I would agree. It, it fell apart, which is yeah. a shame because I was into it and I still really like the main character. So we'll see. I will say, uh, Tropical Rouge Precure continues to be good, though. Yeah, I fell behind on that one, but I'm I'm planning to catch up. And my yeah. final my final sequel note is Thunderbolt Fantasy still slaps. The uh, the end of season twists had me cackling, and I'm so hyped for more. Everybody should go watch the puppet show. Gen Urobochi living his best life. Oh shit. Also, uh, Arumakun season two is actually very good. I've been oh, enjoying good. it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one was was fun. I just never got into it, but I'm I'm glad it's still staying the course and having a good time. Yeah, they're spending time with his classmates, and it, you meet more of the teachers and stuff. It definitely gets more. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say Hogwarts because that's just sad, uh, but <laughs> I can't think of another example. So mm-hmm. Hogwarts, I guess. Yeah. Expands yeah. expands the cast and the story and everything. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, more yeah. more characters to love. That's great. Um, anything else? We are very over. <laughs> Should I? Uh... I'm just gonna say, way of the house husband ain't worth it. Ain't worth it. Ooh. Don't, don't <laughs> go watch the live action. Oh yeah, don't, yeah. Don't watch. Don't watch the Netflix anime. It, mm-hmm. You're not gonna get. You're reading the manga in color on Netflix, essentially. It. You do get some good vo- vocal performances. It's another one. I will say, like the casting is really good for it. Um, the, yeah, the casting is good, but like maybe play it and like read the manga along with your viewing. <laughs> Khan did the best with what she was told to do, but ultimately yeah. it is a motion comic, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. That's all. Okay. Uh, and we'll we'll dig into net we'll probably do an, a Netflix like retrospective at the end of the season to catch up on the shows in Netflix jail. Um oh so boy. if we want to talk about that one more we can. Um okay I think I'm gonna go ahead and play us out. Uh thanks to everyone for hanging in. It was a stacked season um i don't know if there was a ton that we like adored but i feel like there was a lot of like good solid watchable stuff in there Mm -hmm. so there was a lot to talk about um yeah so that's our show we hope you've enjoyed this episode of chatty af if you like what you heard tell your friends and if you really liked what you heard we'd love it if you'd head over to www.patreon.com backslash anime feminist and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month your support really goes a long way towards making anime feminists happen both in print and in your earbuds if you're interested in more from the team and our contributors you can check us out at animefeminist.com on tumblr at anime feminist and on twitter at anime feminist And that's our show. Let us know your favorite spring titles in the comments, Annie fam, and we will catch you next time.